Well, hello again. Nice to keep back in touch with you all by the media. It's Wednesday and Bible study. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord has been faithful to you, kept you, and uh, you're enjoying Him more and more, aren't you? Praise God. So, um, I'm so grateful for another day. One day at a time is more than enough, and I'm glad we have another day on the planet to believe God, to trust God, to be a testimony on the earth. Amen? All right. Hallelujah. Let's worship Him for a minute. Father, we bless You. We praise You. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank You. You made the day. No one else made it. And You made it for us. You made it for us to rejoice. You chose that it should be like that. We accept it. We worship You. We bless You. We praise You. Hallelujah, great King. Blessed be Your holy name. We give You thanks. We worship You, our Father, who is worthy, who is worthy but You, O Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. The whole earth is filled with Your glory. We worship You. Ele manco plediste, manakratele bokokomosetere barabashika. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the gathering of the saints by way of media. Your tender mercies be upon this program. Reveal yourself to us, great King. Supreme Belidino Komotobora Babaya. Oh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Hamashtapadam Brehmito Bledi Fideberisitia. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. We bless you, we praise you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, great King. Thank you, Father. We receive from your mercy. We call every need met, every oak destroyed, every burden removed. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Worship you, Lord. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, great King. Thank you, Holy One. We're so grateful. We receive from you right now. We receive from you, precious Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen, amen. Hallelujah. So, we've been looking at some scriptures over in the book of Peter. We started off in First Peter chapter 2, uh, not too long ago. And then we made a little jump to Second Peter and so forth. So, I believe that we will look again in these two areas and see how the Lord ministers to us and speaks to us. Amen? So, I'm going to start in Second Peter chapter 1, and of course, it's addressed to us, those who have obtained um, like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. And our Savior, Jesus Christ. So, it's written to us who have like precious faith. Our faith is precious, amazing, bought by the blood of the Lamb, the righteousness of God. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. Verse 2 says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So, we're going to receive the benefits multiplied, the grace, the ability, the mercy, the peace of God, all of God's best, all His qualities come to us multiplied through the knowledge of Him. Praise God. And so we get to understand more and study more, get more revelation and become benefactors of these precious qualities of God. Then verse 3 says, According as His divine power has given unto us all things, all things, notice that, that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that has called us to glory and virtue. Praise God for glory and virtue is the place that we are called to. And He is the one who called us to that. It is His glory and His virtue. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory forever and ever. Amen. So God has called us to Himself and His own special nature. Because we are His sons created in His image and His likeness. And therefore everything for life and godly living on the earth is given to us through the knowledge of Him and it's in that book that you have in your hands. It's very precious revelation and understanding. Jesus paid for it to be in your hands. The apostles gave their life so that you could have the whole book in your hands. Praise God. But notice that you're called to glory and virtue. A glorious heavenly life on the earth. Then he goes on to say, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. So notice here that God and His precious heart, His divine nature, His power, His own life has been aching to give us all that pertains to life, give us partnership, fellowship in His own nature so that we would enjoy heaven, we would enjoy God's nature on the earth. And it's given to us through the knowledge and the understanding of precious promises. Hallelujah. Partakers of the divine nature. Notice that. So He wants us to enjoy and partner with Him and fellowship with Him in the divine nature and have having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust. We'll escape whatever this world has out there in its selfish desires is what is causing all the problems that, you know, Adam, until now, man has suffered. And so we escape from that through the knowledge and wisdom gained through the exceeding great and precious promises. So as you begin to take the promises of God to your heart and begin to ponder on them and say them to yourself, you become a partaker of the divine nature. You begin to enjoy God's own life on the earth. Hallelujah. So it's with that understanding that he has given us these wonderful scriptures here. And Peter is the one who is reminding us of this truth. And you know that after that he says, giving all diligence, verse 5, add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, knowledge temperance, temperance patience, patience godliness, 
And it goes on like that. Godliness, brotherly kindness, and then love. Amen? So, I thank God that Brother Sharat is there, and we will not drag him over the coals and disturb him too much, but, you know, he'll just help us with a little translation. Maybe verse 3. Tanna mahimegagiyu, gunatishekagiyu, nammanu karidatana vishayavada parijnanada moolakavagi, atana daivishaktiyu jeevakku bhaktigu, Hallelujah. So we notice that it is actually divine nature, God's nature that has given to us these things. I want you to notice the aspect of the giving here. That word in verse 3 and is also in verse 4, given. It's supposed to be a different kind of giving and uh, it's the same kind of verse that's used in the book of Mark and it's in Mark 15. And I think verse 45, where, interestingly, you know, Pontius Pilate did not want Jesus to go to the cross because he knew he was a man that was not guilty. And he washed his hands and said, I'm free from this man's blood. And so he he really knew there was a miscarriage of justice there. And his heart was, you know, for Jesus at that point, you know. Anyway, he got crucified and he died. And then Joseph of Arimathea came to Pilate to ask for the body of Jesus. And then, you know, I believe Pilate did not even know that he was actually dead by then. So he asked the centurion to check and see whether Jesus was actually dead. And then, you know, when he knew that he was dead and the body was now given to Pilate and passed on to Joseph of Arimathea. That's the word, the same word given there, meaning that the sense uh, of giving was different. It was a a very heartfelt, uh, compassionate feeling for the person that is being given to. And the gift that is being given there, you know, is so precious and regarded highly. Amen. That's the same kind of thinking that is used in these two verses in Second Peter. So, God has looked at us and uh, loved us so much and the gift that He has to give us is, is so precious to Him at the same time and so honorable as the life of His own Son but uh, is in the form of precious promises, divine nature, but given to us you know, in the form of precious promises. So, notice there that the promises are not just some words written down, but their actual heartfelt um, personality, you could say, divinity, nature itself. The nature of God is in the promises of God. Hallelujah. And so, uh, the way we handle and react to those promises is everything. And that's why we have to be careful how we use these promises and how we handle these promises because everything that Jesus paid for and the Father desired for us has been given to us through these precious promises. You know, for life, for godliness, for living that high standard of life on the earth has been given to us from the precious Father's heart in the form of the knowledge and the promises of God. Hallelujah. So, um, you know, during this time that we are experiencing all manner of uh, violence and uh, clashes out there in the spirit realm. 
because we know these are the last days and the earth is running down on its time. The, the rate at which problems are going to be coming on the earth and the nature of these problems may shake everybody else. But God's promises to us are different. And you can live above all of that. And you can live higher than all of that. And the fierce nature of fallen mankind in the last days is going to be so uh, strange and unnatural that it could shake anybody. But you and I, who are going to accept and dwell on the promises of God, um, can enjoy God, godly life, God's own nature, can enjoy Him on the earth. Praise God. And that is what we are on to right now. And that's, that's about the way we should be thinking today. And um, taking it like that, praise God. I believe verse 4 also must be read in Canada. Verse 4, let's hear that. Niu, Lokadali, Durashim Nanta, the Ketakanaki Tapisikondu, Daiva Sabavadali, Palanu, Hunduaraka Bekindu, Athanu, Atyanta Mahatula, Amulavada, Wakanakaranu, Namagadai Parisdani. You notice there again, it's as though they run out of words because. This is not normal thinking. This is God talking about us and His Son and His Son's life and His life being given to us. So words are not enough. Notice the vocabulary um, is is not suitable. (laughs) You can tell that this is not normal talking here. But exceeding great and precious promises. Exceeding great and precious promises is how King James says it. But you could see that it is... Um, as God is high above the earth and God himself is higher than everything, that's the nature of that life and promise that is being given to us. Hallelujah. Amen. So, as you begin to contemplate and ponder on the truth about it, you will come back to remember it all boiled down in a promise of a covenant made between God and man. Hallelujah. God knew the only way that man could come to his level and enjoy full communion with him was for God to make a covenant in blood. And that meant that they were going to now exchange their lives and they were going to give their lives to each other. And so here we are locked in between God the Father and God the Son, you know, swearing to each other, promising that this is what they were going to do and trusting you and I to be the recipient. We're going to receive from their promises and faithfulness to each other. Hallelujah. Of course, Abraham is there um, taking an earthly place and thank God for him. But you know that the promise was made to Abraham's seed, actually, which was Jesus Christ. Amen. So... What remains for us, therefore, is the blessing because Jesus obeyed the Father completely. And so you and I are left with the promises of the blessing. Amen. And uh, if you mess up and you have failed God at any time, thank God you can go and confess to the Father in Jesus' name. As a priest, you can go to your high priest and he will forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Thank God. Today, um, we have an advocate with the Father. We have an intercessor with the Father. And He takes our place and He pleads for us. 
and he is speaking on our behalf. Amen. See, so heaven wants to make sure that every single person who has called on the name of Jesus can receive the benefits of these precious promises. And you don't have to let um, your failure or your mess hinder you from receiving. Amen. You can just go off to the great high priest as a priest that you are and confess your sins. And he is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Amen. And then you need to be able to remember that once God forgives, God forgets. And so you also need to forget. And you need to keep going on as though nothing happened. Amen. So, hallelujah. We have this like precious faith and we have this righteousness of God. Amen. All of us have been given this precious righteousness. And we are cleansed of all unrighteousness and guilty feeling. Praise God. But however, in order to be able to stand and uh, move forward and not be driven by guilt and past fear and failure, we'll have to follow these steps that are given to us there, where it says, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, then, you know, godliness, brotherly kindness, and eventually charity or love. And then he says, if these things be in you and, and abound, they make you that you are not unfruitful uh, and you know, barren in the knowledge of God. Praise God. So um, we have to remember that you'll have to add to the faith in the promises of God certain nature attributes. Um, we'll have to consider that the reason why we are blessed and the reason why we are containers of all this goodness is to be a benefit to others, to be able to allow this thing to flow through us and help others and bless others. Amen. So maturity is going to be the watchword in all of this. We're growing up. We don't want to stay childish, uh, child uh, all the time, focused inwards, constantly self-centered. But we want to grow and let these precious qualities flow through us. And if these things be in us, notice, and abound... They make us that we are going to be not just barren or unfruitful, but we're going to have an abundant entrance into the kingdom when we meet Jesus. Hallelujah. And so, um, as we live in these last days, our eyes are considering our soon coming King and that great welcome we're going to expect. Amen. I believe that your thoughts must have gone that way a couple of times. You may have considered meeting Jesus couple of times now because of the uncertainty of things around us. Amen. So um, it's a good opportunity to polish up our act, get everything together. Uh, if you were in an examination, maybe this is the time when they say, please check your scripts, uh, make sure you have read all your answers, and then tie all your sheets together. <laughs> have, you, have you any memory of those things? Yes, and... Those are some pretty interesting moments. And so, next thing you know, time is up. And it's time to go home. Praise God. So, I believe this is 
the wonderful opportunity we have to just take it easy, one day at a time, and handle this thing properly, and add to our faith in the promises these various awesome things, these virtues, these additional steps out there, till we can consider love, brotherly love. Amen? Love, brotherly love. Notice that they're close to each other there. Hallelujah. So you need to start thinking about, would you be able to take a bullet for an unsaved neighbor? Suppose, you know, something happened and the guy was being cornered by gunmen and, you know, he was going to be shot. Could you just come running quickly and say, shoot me instead? And just tell the guy, I know where I'm going, but you don't know where you're going, so let me take that bullet. Hallelujah. This is the time for daring, brave exploits. Hallelujah. Brotherly love. Amen. So we're going to have to develop these things and consider ourselves, think upon these things, and begin to exercise them. Put your place into the scriptures. Think about as though you you yourself are there in each of these verses. Hallelujah. And I believe that you will not be put to shame. You will be so excited that you did the right thing and so you're going to have a different entrance. Amen. Giving all diligence. Let's hear verse 10 in Canada, please. Adadana sahodarre, nimma kariweke ennu, aike ennu, nirapadisi kollu dakke, jagrate agiri, yakendere iugalnu niu maadidare, endigu tappi hogu dilla. Amen. So notice that you're going to give all diligence, he says, giving all diligence to make your calling and election sure. So each one of us has a calling and an election, meaning that you were chosen, you were called out of darkness into the marvelous light, you were given uh, the ministry of reconciliation to go out there to let people know that Jesus has taken the sin, Jesus has taken the curse and sickness away from the world, the whole world, that is a propitiation for the sins of man. Hallelujah. And that you can teach, preach, and heal. You can do the works of Jesus. And that we're supposed to do these things. Amen. So you give all diligence to make that sure. Notice that. Making that calling sure. In other words, if you follow those steps that we just mentioned, you will make your calling an election sure. I mean, if you love people, you will not leave them in that condition. You will be thinking about them. You'll be praying about them. You'll be looking for an opportunity to go out uh, and say something about Jesus and helping them along the revelation path. Amen? So you, you can be sure that because of this, you have such a sure foundation. You cannot just fall like that. He says you will never fall. That's a very amazing verse of Scripture. Let's just put it in let's say, normal terms and say that you won't fall like you used to fall before. I'm sure you will see a better life. You will see purpose-driven life. You will see a life um, that is going to be more and more exciting as Jesus' appearance draws nigh. Amen? Verse 11 says, For an, um, sorry, an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That entrance is so powerful. Praise God, you're going to get ministered to. Amen. 
God is going to minister to you in that entrance. Don't you think it's awesome when God says, Hey, let me minister an entrance to you. Let me give you a kind of reception that, you know, you need to enjoy. I don't know about you, but I look forward to that. You know, sometimes people try to entertain you and welcome you, and it's all well and good. And you do feel nice sometimes, you know, extra good and special. But imagine God himself saying, I'm, I want to minister an entrance. I want to give you a reception. I want to welcome you after your sojourn on the earth. I think that's going to be worth waiting for, worth working for, worth all diligence that you have, right? <coughs> so, um, Peter understood this more than anybody else. And therefore, he said in verse 12, I will not be negligent. Therefore, to put you in remembrance of these things. Notice that. He said, I want to remind you always about these things. Because I know the gravity of it. How real it is. I understand these things so well. I have a revelation of it. I want to remind you constantly as much as possible. Even though you know this truth about the church. Maybe you have understood some things about the church. And the special age in which we live. He says, because of the... Uh, amazing future ahead and the reception that's coming, he said, I really would like to remind you of these things every opportunity I can. He said, as long as I am in this body, this tabernacle, verse 13 says, I want to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. So um, even if we spent a few weeks just talking about this, I guess we would have done justice. Don't you think so? So don't get irritated if we remain in this area for a little while. We'll just say we are obeying Peter's desire to be constantly stirred up, reminded of these things. Amen? So um, even if we jump you know, now and then, you can go back home and read and refresh your memory and get fired up about this. Because a life that is on fire and passionate about things is where the prize is. Is not just living, existing, just going humdrum from day to day, but a, a life of passion where you are on fire, you are stirred up, you are motivated, you are driven by these realities. Notice the reality is Jesus is coming and there's going to be an entrance ministered to you. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, don't be negligent. Keep remembering these things again and again. And your entrance into heaven will be different. You'll be stirred up, moved, passionate about these things. Hallelujah. Be excited about them. Glory to God. Knowing, verse 14 says that, Shortly I must put off my tabernacle, that is his own body, even as our Lord Jesus Christ has showed me. You see, you're not supposed to just die like that. The righteous man's death is different. The Lord has shown him, you know, how he's going to die. So don't think that you are just going to die like some creature out there. You're, you're going to have a different way of going. I believe that you're going with Jesus. You're going in the great rapture. Hallelujah. That you will not just die on the way somewhere, uh, suddenly just lose it. No. Praise God. You are going to be open. You're going to be yielded. You're going to be pondering on the promises of God. And so you will know how your departure will be. Amen. 
and you're not going before you have done all that you're supposed to do. Your calling, your election, your purpose on the earth has to be fulfilled. Amen? You're not going to be cut off suddenly like that. Amen? I want you to remember this. Because that's the way Peter said he should go. Because the Lord had told him, and I believe that you are of like precious faith, just like he, and these precious promises belong to you as well. Hallelujah. And therefore, as you are thinking on these things, as you are meditating and giving all diligence to add these various virtues and realities to your faith, I believe that it's going to be very hard for you to just die off like some uh, animal kind of death or sudden death or nasty death. Are you getting this? Praise God. Aha. Uh -huh. Peter was very sure of these things. And he was so sure that he was going to go home. The Lord had told him. And so he was going to do all that he had to do to make sure we could fulfill our calling. And the same way, we are going to be open and available to be able to help others to do what all God created them to do. Amen. So you don't be moved. Don't be shaken by whatever is happening out there. God has great plans for you to enjoy His nature, His purpose on the earth. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, from these uh, thoughts, I want us to now um, make a little jump. And let's go off to Second Timothy the fourth chapter. Very interesting here. It's a personal letter written to Timothy. And therefore, there are some details in the letter that um, probably you don't see in many letters. Now, notice how it, it starts off here. I'm going to read from about... Verse 9, it says, Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Then he continues, verse 11, Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me. For the ministry. And Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus. Then he continues, verse 13 The cloak that I left at Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee and the books, especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Hallelujah. Then he continues, of whom the same person, be aware also, for he has greatly withstood our words. Verse 16, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. Notice, I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Verse 17 continues, notwithstanding. Praise God. See from here. Everything changes. But let's just hear in Canada from uh, those early verses, verse maybe from verse 10. Yakendere, Demano, Ihaloko and the Pritisi, Nanan no Torebitu, 
ತೆಸಲೋನಿಕಕ್ಕೆ ಹೋದನು ಕ್ರೈಸ್ತನು ಗಲಾತ್ಯಕ್ಕೂ ಪೀತನು ದಾಲ್ಮಾತ್ಯಕ್ಕೂ ಹೋದರು ಲೂಕನು ಮಾತ್ರ ನನ್ನ ಜೊತೆಯಲ್ಲಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಮಾರ್ಕನನ್ನು ಸಹ ಕರ್ಕೊಂಡು ಬಾ ಅವನು ಸೇವೆಗಾಗಿ ನನಗೆ ಉಪಯುಕ್ತನಾಗಿದ್ದಾನೆ ತ್ರೋವದಲ್ಲಿ ನಾನು ಕರ್ಪನ ಬಳಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಬಿಟ್ಟು ಬಂದ ನೀಲಂಗಿಯನ್ನು ಪುಸ್ತಕಗಳನ್ನು ಮುಖ್ಯವಾಗಿ ಚರ್ಮದ ಕಾಗದಗಳನ್ನು ನೀನು ಬರುವಾಗ ತೆಗೆದುಕೊಂಡು ಬಾ ಕಂಚುಗಾರಣದ ಅಲೆಕ್ಸಾಂಡ್ರನು ನನಗೆ ಬಹಳ ಕೇಡು ಮಾಡಿದನು ಕರ್ತನು ಅವನ ಕೃತ್ಯಗಳಿಗೆ ಸರಿಯಾಗಿ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಪ್ರತಿಫಲವನ್ನು ಕೊಡುವನು ನೀನು ಸಹ ಅವನ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿ ಎಚ್ಚರಿಕೆಯಾಗಿರು ಯಾಕೆಂದರೆ ಅವನು ನನ್ನ ಮಾತುಗಳನ್ನು ಬಹಳವಾಗಿ ಎದುರಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ you know all these people things so you can see that it's not just faith faith and then all these other factors have to be computed in even for the great apostle paul and peter you know of course has listed them so your faith and the virtue and then you have to start building on a great knowledge of the word of god and developing brotherly kindness and then love notice there being patient enduring with people and all of the stuff and that's how your calling becomes sure your election is unshakable so that you have a different kind of entrance did you notice there all of this stuff happening to this great man amazing man of god i mean what an apostle right and see you know you would think hey just to work with this man Wow, what a privilege. I'll just do anything. I'll just hang around with him. I'll do whatever he says. I'll just be a help and not a hindrance. But notice that some guy forsakes him totally and gets away completely and has loved the present world. He says, Demas has forsaken me having loved the present world. I mean, even though there was probably just camels and no video or, you know... <laughs> no malls out there but the world still had its power back then <laughs> are you getting what i'm saying here the world is still there the world has not yet passed away it it will pass away the lust of the eyes lust of the flesh pride of life all those things were there and they will still be there imagine in the garden where there's only trees it was still there hallelujah so um these things are going to be there and you're going to deal with them any time until jesus comes you know demas is supposed to have loved him and hung around with him and done the right things but he loved the present world he couldn't see you know the future world he could not see the rewards he could not see the entrance into heaven maybe if he had understood what you and i are trying to get a hold of today it would have been different but he didn't get it even though he was hanging around this man of god you know it's interesting that we can be involved with ministry work involved with ministers and still not really see uh because our, we've got this short-sighted thing peter said that it would affect our eyesight it would affect our ability to see uh, beyond our noses it would affect our memory that the old sins are passed away so we need to develop you know these virtues these various steps with all diligence otherwise it's going to shake 
our actual purpose in God and plan in God. Don't you think God wished for Demas to work as a faithful guy with this great apostle? But, you know, he just saw the world and the present world and all of its allurements and he missed it, I believe. And then he departed on to Thessalonica. He just headed off to the city of Thessaloniki. And if you go to that place today, there's nothing special, I believe. It's just an island somewhere in Greece. But at that time, it seemed to be great. And that's how the world is. When you take another look later on, you'll think, was this the thing that I went after? It's so funny, isn't it? Is this what I laid at the side instead of following Jesus? <coughs> you know, it's funny. Only when you take another look, sometimes you, you, get, to <laughs> you get to value the real thing. Amen? But uh, here we are reading the whole story. I wish Demas had read this himself. It would have been better. But anyway, Crescens to uh, Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. I don't know whether they were supposed to go to those cities. Maybe they were, but Paul wanted them around. When he wanted them, it looks like there was nobody. Verse 11 says, only Luke is with me. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark. Mark had had some set up earlier on and you know there was a small fight about this whole business with Mark and eventually Mark had made adjustments and he said now bring Mark please he's profitable for me for the ministry and so on you know so there's a lot of people stuff that's going to be there and that should not clog you up and clutter the purposes of God amen People are going to have their own agendas and plans and whatever. We owe them prayer because sometimes they cannot see beyond their own noses. And, um, you know, there's all these allurements around and distractions around. You know, and we are so close to the coming of the Lord Jesus. You know, much closer than any of these people were, don't you think? Two thousand years later, we're reading these things. Amen. Tychicus have I sent to Ephesus, verse 12 says. Then he says... The cloak that I left, he said, more especially, I want you to notice the books. Bring the books. Can you imagine that Paul was reading books? So during this time, it would be nice for you to be able to maybe read your notes or read some good authors, good stuff, scriptural stuff that will help you have heaven before your eyes constantly. Amen. It's a good thing. I want you to be encouraged to read good authors in the things of God. Hallelujah. Parchments here, referring to the same written materials, maybe his own notes also. And he said, I need those things. I, I want to study. I want to read. You need to keep your mind uh, with all diligence. You need to be able to keep your thoughts centered on God. You know, Otherwise, you, know, you can be distracted this way and that way. Don't forget. Hallelujah. Then there's Alexander the coppersmith, you know, who did him a lot of evil. And he said, may the Lord give him according to his works. <laughs> there is a law at work, you know, where you reap what you sow. But for a man of God to open his mouth and say, may you reap what you sow, gives it some extra thrust. Don't you think so? So try, try to be uh, a person who blesses. You know, don't hold back on, on blessing people, you know, blessing brethren. Be a blessing rather than a guy who's just a taker. 
Be a guy who's a blesser, always looking for an opportunity to help the work go on, help the people fulfill the calling of God. Amen? Don't be a hindrance. Don't be a guy that's trying to block them and irritate them and pester them because it's not really a good thing. Amen? Aha. Verse 15, Of whom be thou where also? He said, I, I'm passing the info about this guy to you also. Be careful. He has not accepted our words. He has resisted our words. So notice the words of the gospel, of the message of God going out there. Um, you know, it's, it's up to everybody to choose if you're going to go with the flow or not. And, and the, the best thing to do is to say, I don't understand it, but if it's from the word of God, let it move. Let it go forward. I'm not going to hinder it. You know, don't sit there and just hinder the word. Let the word go forward. Praise God. Don't withstand the word of God. Don't hinder the word of God. It's better to just allow, help the word to go forward. Help the messenger and the message to go. Praise God. That's, that's positive. You know, we need to look at the positive side of things because we're going to have this reception for us. God wants to minister an abundant entrance into the everlasting kingdom. Don't you think it's good to just close all the, the, the holes and, you know, get everything nice and ready? Praise God. So don't be withstanding the word. Yield to the word. Um, be a helper of the truth. Praise God. Let the word go forward. Verse 16, at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. So there's the man factor there, you know. Uh, men or humanity, mankind, even believers, they can be like that. I mean, it can happen. He said, but I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You know, you need to get uh, firm about that. You need to get real about it. Get a hold of that. You know, people may forsake you. People may leave you. You know, and it, it, it happens. Praise God. Ha ha. It happened to him. So ha ha ha. You know, and he's the one who told us to rejoice. Count it all joy when all these kind of things happen. So this is very seriously part of it all. Can you see this is all things that are going to make up, you know, going forward in God and uh, being uh, successful, finishing your calling, your purpose on the earth, having a major entrance into the kingdom. You know? So you'll have to um, be prepared for all these things prayerfully so that you're not floored completely, so that you don't just fall down and say, Oh God, what am I going to do? And quit and give up and just moan and whine and complain. But you can look in the scripture and say, Well, Paul went through stuff like this. Amen. How many of you know that Paul was very anointed, full of revelation? I mean, amazing saint, amazing apostle. And he had to go through these kind of things. <laughs> Praise the Lord. These things happen. Amen? So uh, that's why we have to not just be faith alone. It cannot just be faith in the promises of God. It has to be, you, you know, adding things. You have to add excellence and virtue and doggedness to be able to stand there and not give up. Amen? The knowledge, temperance, endurance, self-control, you know, all these factors. Because sometimes you just feel like, oh, letting it go and give them a piece of your mind and show them the fist and all of that stuff, you know? 
praise God. But then there is this brotherly love and then love. So we'll have to be working with these things. Amen. So you may have to read some more, study some more, read your notes and meditate on the word. And Paul said, please bring those books, bring the parchments. I need to meditate. I need to think on God. Hallelujah. You know, you may think, oh, he has arrived. This man has definitely arrived. He's the great apostle. What more does he need to read? But he needed to read. Because the mind needs to be stirred up. Stirred up in the truth. Stirred up by these realities. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then he continues. Thank God. He says in verse 17. Notwithstanding. The Lord stood with me. The others scooted. But the Lord stood with me. Amen. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. Hallelujah. He'll stand with you and strengthen you. That by me, the preaching might be fully known. And that all the Gentiles might hear, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Glory to God. Now, it's very possible that this was a literal lion. And even if it was not literal, it must have been pretty bad, you know, something that he could liken to an actual lion. But in those days, Rome and Nero and all of that stuff, there was a lot of cases of Christians being fed to the lions. You know, remember Daniel in the lion's den? Incidentally, today, I was meditating and I stumbled upon Proverbs 28 and verse 1, where it says, The righteous is as bold as a lion. <laughs> Woo, thank God that the righteous is as bold as a lion. You know, when you know that there's nothing against you, that God has given you His own nature, that He's taken away your sin nature and given His, His own righteous nature, that you are right with God, that gives you holy boldness. The righteous is as bold as a lion. I believe you can get so bold that the lion or the lion's den means nothing to you. That you just stand there knowing that you and God are at one. You are partaking of the nature of God. And you are at so much peace and rest that you are so full of a righteous, bold, holy boldness that you are not shaken. You are not moved. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. The righteous is as bold as a lion. I believe you are bold as a lion. Because all said and done, praise God, you're going to heaven. How many of you believe that you're going to heaven? Jesus took our sin nature and gave us the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are in the Father's hand. Like Brother Anup said the other day, you are in your Father's hand. The Father and the Son have got you in a grip there. You're engraved in the palm of His hand. You are kept there. No one can take you out of that hand. Praise God. No one can take you out of the, the Father's hand and the Son's hand. You are in that combined grip of heaven. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. And so because the Lord stood with Him, when all else failed, when everybody else left, the Lord stood with him. Notice that I believe God came close to him and stood right there with him. Can you imagine Jesus 
coming close to you and standing there with you so that you are empowered, that you are delivered from everything, every evil work, including the mouth of the lion. Because you've got work to do. Because you've got an entrance. You've got some stuff to finish. And nothing can stop you. You're unstoppable, immovable, unshakable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. But um, all of these things that happened before verse 17 can shake a man, you know. Can just rattle you up and just... You could just be hanging like that. Ah. Amen. But the Lord stood with him, he said. The Lord did not forsake. The Lord will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He's going to be standing right there with you. Hallelujah. To empower you, strengthen you, quicken you. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He that raised Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. He will empower you. And so you are delivered. Notice there that I might be delivered out of the mouth of the lion. That everything, notice, my preaching might be fulfilled, fully known. That I might be delivered from the mouth of the lion. Now look at verse 18. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work. Ha, 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 ha. And will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Can you see the way this man is talking? He was keeping his eyes focused. He said, I'm getting ready for the kingdom. Preserve me to the very end. Hallelujah. Deliver me from every evil work. Deliver me from the mouth of the lion. Preserve me. Deliverance, preservation, protection, healing. All of these things are benefits of salvation. The Lord will do it. It's part of the salvation package. He said, He'll be there with you. He will stand there with you. He will make sure you are delivered from every evil that you have preaching, the teaching, the going forth of the gospel, what you have been called to do will be fully done, that it will be accomplished totally. It will not be hindered. It will not be stopped. Amen. And that you're going to be delivered from every evil work by His power standing on the inside of you, rising up within you, delivering you from every situation so that you are prepared for that grand entry into the heavenly kingdom. Say Amen. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's hear verse 17 and 18 in Kannada, please. Adare kartanu nanna badiyali nintu nannannu balapadisi nanna moolaka staral paduvadu sampoornavagi kraikiyaguvanteyu anne janarellaru adannu keluvanteyu maadidanu idallade aatan nannannu simhada baayalaginda tappisidanu nannannu pratiyondu dushkrityadinda kartanu tappisi tanna paraloka rajyakke nannannu kaapaduvanu yuga yugaantragalalliyu aatanige mahime amen hallelujah Oh, so good to hear these things, right? Can you see that we are also looking forward to that kingdom? The same desire that Paul had, the same 
love that he had for Jesus is rising up within us, quickening us, and our focus is being set, and we are not going to be moved. Say amen. Even if things happen, people upset you, people hurt you, people forsake you, all kinds of stuff happens. Thank God you can be sure that Jesus will stand with you, empower you, so that all that you have to do, teach, preach, heal, witness, whatever it is that you are supposed to do will be done fully. Praise God. And then you're going to be so strengthened and so able that you are delivered from every evil work. And then you're getting ready to go home with great anticipation, great joy and expectation. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. So, um, you know, I like these books because they are very down-to-earth and plain. You see that these were men like you and I. They were, they were living in these bodies and they had emotions and they had feelings and they were real. And things happened to them and they felt it. And man, but Jesus was real. Standing right there with them at the same time. Empowering them. Delivering them. Protecting them. Preserving them. Bringing them out. Making sure they fulfilled everything. And then came home in glory. Hallelujah. So today, my brother, my sister, keep your eyes on this. Think on these things. Let, you may have to read them every now and then, you know, so that you can see that these, these are alive and they stir you up and keep you in passion and the flame is on you. Amen? Notice how it continues down there. Out of the mouth of the lion, verse 18 says, And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me. Unto his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. There is a rest that remains for the people of God. Yes, there will be clouds and winds and Thrusting this way and that way, voices and all manner of stuff. But there is a rest that you can receive as you ponder on the word and the promise of God. As you keep your attention on heaven, as you pray in the spirit, as you focus on what God has said. He becomes so real to you that you are immovable, unshakable, that you always abound in the work of the Lord. It has been like this and Jesus has not changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He will do what He said in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then He continues, verse 19, Salute Prisca and Aquila. You know, these are the positive sides. Salute Prisca and Aquila. These are friends who did work, who worked with Him, who were encouragement to Him, who... Anytime he thought about them, ah, these are good guys. He said, say hello to them. And the household of Onesiphorus, Erastus, abode at Corinth. And he said, Trophimus have I left at Miletum, sick. So Paul could have associates, friends that, you know, didn't receive their healing at that point. And, um, you know, it's, it's real. These things sometimes happen and... You may have to just stand there and believe God. Maybe he prayed. Maybe the gift did not work. Whatever. 
but the, the man was left sick. So there, there are all these things going on. Can you see? It's, it's a real life. Hallelujah. Thank God medical science has proceeded uh, further nowadays. But still, um, you know, they don't have all the answers. They are trying. Thank God for medical science and all that. But, you know, meditating on the Word, standing in the truth of God will yield our answers. We just need to probably read some more, pray some more, study some more. Whatever it is, the Holy Ghost will reveal it and help us to receive. Don't give up. Amen. 21, he says, do thy diligence to come before winter. He said, I really like to see you before winter. Eubulus greeted thee, Pudens, Linus, Claudia, and all the brethren. The Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. The second epistle unto Timotheus, ordained the first bishop of the church of Ephesus, written from Rome when Paul was brought before Nero, the second time. So there is the Nero factor. So it's possible that there was a real lion there. Absolutely possible. And Jesus delivered him from the mouth of the lion. Amen. So my brother, my sister, you know, sometimes just building up your faith is not everything. You know, people say, Jesus is wonderful, but his followers are terrible. <laughs> But you have to deal with it. If you love Jesus, you have to love his followers. You have to love your enemies. You have to bless those who curse you. You have to give to people that you don't like. You have to be a blessing. You have to be able to open your mouth and pray for them. Hallelujah. It's not a very easy place in the emotional realm, I'm telling you. All these emotions are there. You know, Paul said, that guy did me much harm. He, may the Lord reward him according to his works. That guy must have really hurt Paul. Don't you think so? Which stood the word of God. You know, sometimes in a preacher's life, the, the hardest thing you can do to a preacher is to hinder his words and withstand his words and, you know, bring his words to nothing, sort of. Devalue them, hinder them, stop them. You know, praise God. It's a, it's a lot of work to be able to overcome these things. And Paul, I think, hit a very hard place and he felt bad about it, but he said, the Lord stood with me. The Lord did not forsake me. The Lord was with me. He stood there with me. He strengthened me. Hallelujah. So that I was delivered from the mouth of the lion and he will deliver. It is a guarantee. It goes with your salvation, but we need to... Still believe in spite of whatever happens, in spite of what men do or do not do. You still need to believe that Jesus will never leave you. He will never forsake you. His promise is sure. We have not followed cunningly devised fables. We have not followed, you know, just blatant legends and myths. This is real. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So there are people who make the apostle glad and there are people who make him sad and affect him negatively but thank God the Lord stood with him hallelujah and delivered him out of them all amen let's hear um, maybe verse 19 in Canada Priskaligo Akvilinigo Onesiforana Maneavrigo Vandane amen so 
there is a vandana, a thanks to the right people also. Amen? And uh, it's real and things happen, but glory to God, those who make you glad and encourage you and comfort you in your earthly walk, in your ministry down here, what you have been called to do down here, thank God you can say, be blessed. And even those who hurt you and mess with you, you can say, be blessed, because that's love. Amen? So you add to your faith virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, then patience. Hallelujah. Patiently continuing like that. Glory to God. Godliness, brotherly kindness, and then love. Amen? If these things be in you and abound, they make you so that you will always have a different kind of entrance into the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. You know, think on these things. You may have to get some books. You may have to read your notes. You may have to listen to the, the tape again. I mean the CD again or the podcast or whatever it is you need to keep, get you fired up. To get you uh, zealous and on fire and aglow to make you stand up again and go forward. Hallelujah. I think you should just do that one day at a time. And not be worried about how long you will stand. Amen. Praise God. Alright. You know, so these thoughts are powerful, powerful thoughts. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John chapter 5. We've been talking about Peter's thoughts on the promises, divine nature. You know, that's the whole thing. Divine nature. God, our Father, wants us to share and enjoy the benefits of divine nature. And he has given it to us in exceeding great and precious promises. That by the promises you might partake, you might enjoy heaven. Heaven's nature, God's nature, our Father's nature. Have you ever thought about the fact that you and your Father have the same nature? That living on the inside of you is the very nature of God Almighty. Woo, glory. How do you get that? It came through... Jesus, of course, but he came through the word of God, through the precious promises. So 1 John 5 is an awesome uh, ponder there. Let's start from verse 10. He says, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. Now, if you call a man a liar, that's pretty bad. You liar! Imagine someone pointing in your face, you liar! You know how that feels, right? Imagine you point in the face of God and say, you liar! That's amazing. God doesn't take it too lightly. God is almighty, He's holy, He's pure, He, He cannot lie. Hallelujah. This is the person that's our Father. And so... The believer has to accept that what he has said is absolutely true. We cannot take any other stand. There is actually no negotiation about it. Amen? The record that God has given about his son has to be accepted. Alright. Verse 11. We continue. This is the record that God has given to us eternal life 
And this life is in His Son. Glory to God. We have to accept this record. The record is, God has given to us eternal life. And this nature, this life is in the Son. There's no negotiation about it. It has to be received. According to John, I believe he's talking to you and me. Amen. Verse 12. He that has the Son has life. And he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Amen. So there are people who may be living out there, but I'm telling you, they don't have life. They have just, you know, a biological life. Their organs and all are just chugging along. Even that, God made it to, to work. But the honest truth about it is that you and I have another life that is sitting on the throne, that is propelling the universe, that's ruling everything, visible and invisible, the Almighty God Himself, His own life, divine nature, is on the inside of us. This is the record that we must accept without negotiation. We'll have to think on it. We may have to uh, do more than just think about it. We may have to read it, write it, say it, until it becomes real to us that the life on the inside of us is God's almighty life. Amen? You remember Romans 3.23, very famous, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I mean, even if you're not a believer, you would have heard that line. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Especially in nations that have a lot of Christians. You know? And they may not tell you the, the answer. They'll just leave you hanging there. But the answer goes on in chapter 6, and I believe it's in verse 23. It says, But the gift of God is eternal life through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. The wages of sin is death. All have sinned. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. But, thank God, the gift of God. Notice that. The gift of God. What God has given gratuitously, gracefully, just like the body of Jesus was given over, you know, by Pilate and Centurion to Joseph of Arimathea. With all that feeling, with all that love, with all that respect and honor and emotion. Imagine you're standing there watching that scene. And the body is given to Joseph of Arimathea and he goes and he puts it in his own, I believe it was his own a grave that was hewn out of a rock. And a very rich man's grave, the Bible says. And he put the body, he had the honor of putting Jesus, the Son of God, into his own grave. Can you imagine that whole thing transpiring? Then that's God giving to us all these precious promises, the divine nature given. He says, I give you my life. Receive. You receive the Son, you receive the life. I give you my own life. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> he that has the Son has the life. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Now verse 13 continues. These things have I written unto you that believe. It's written to the believer. That believe on the name of the Son of God. 
that you may know that you have eternal life <laughs> and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. Amen. Can you see how clearly it's written there? This is to the believer. The believer has to believe. Why are you a believer? Because you have to believe. You have to believe certain things. You have to receive certain things. You, you, there's no negotiation about it. It has to be accepted. It has to be taken. God has given us His own life. That life is in His Son. Divine nature has been given to us in His Son. He that has the Son has the life. Woo! Glory to God. Do you feel that? Oh, that feels so good. Doesn't it feel good? Let's have Brother Sharat read from verse 10, if you don't mind, Brother, all the way to 13. ದೇವರ ಮಗನಲ್ಲಿ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಟ್ಟವನು ಆ ಸಾಕ್ಷಿಯನ್ನು ತನ್ನಲ್ಲೇ ಹೊಂದಿದ್ದಾನೆ ದೇವರನ್ನು ನಂಬದವನು ಆತನನ್ನು ಸುಳ್ಳುಗಾರನನ್ನಾಗಿ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಹೇಗೆಂದರೆ ದೇವರು ತನ್ನ ಮಗನ ವಿಷಯವಾಗಿ ಕೊಟ್ಟ ಸಾಕ್ಷಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಅವನ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಡಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆ ಸಾಕ್ಷಿ ಯಾವುದೆಂದರೆ ದೇವರು ನಮಗೆ ನಿತ್ಯ ಜೀವವನ್ನು ಅನುಗ್ರಹಿಸಿದನು ಆ ಜೀವವು ಆತನ ಮಗನಲ್ಲಿ ಇದೆ ಎಂಬುದೇ ಯಾವನ ಯಾವನು ದೇವರ ಮಗನು ಇದ್ದಾನೋ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಜೀವ ಉಂಟು ಯಾವನಲ್ಲಿ ದೇವರ ಮಗನು ಇರುವುದಿಲ್ಲವೋ ಅವನಿಗೆ ಜೀವವಿಲ್ಲ ನಿಮಗೆ ನಿತ್ಯ ಜೀವವು ಉಂಟೆಂದು ನೀವು ತಿಳಿಯುವ ಹಾಗೆಯೂ ನೀವು ದೇವರ ಮಗನ ಹೆಸರಿನಲ್ಲಿ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಡುವ ಹಾಗೆಯೂ ದೇವರ ಮಗನ ಹೆಸರಿನ ಹೆಸರಿನಲ್ಲಿ ನಂಬಿಕೆ ಇಡುವ ನಿಮಗೆ ಇವುಗಳನ್ನು ಬರೆದಿದ್ದೇನೆ you know not just your heart function and all of that stuff but it's a superior life god's own life you know it's not just going to heaven here that we're talking about oh do you have life and you can go to heaven you know all have sinned and fallen short and the gift of god is eternal life and that's not what we are talking about you know of course it's it's wonderful to go to heaven and awesome you know glory to god and we shall in jesus name but there is more there is divine nature divinity enjoyed on the earth which is uh, another realm altogether not just existing here just eking out a living but actually having the life of god resident on the inside <laughs> glory to god God will help us to enjoy that. Amen. Just talking about it is thrilling, isn't it? And he says that this is written to those who believe and and those who have the name of Jesus. You know, I believe that we may have to use the name of Jesus ever so often. And Jesus said, "All authority in heaven has been given unto me. Go therefore teach, preach, heal, go in my name, do all these things. I am with you there. I am with you. I will stand with you." I will empower you I will quicken you I will make sure you're delivered in everything I will deliver you from the mouth of the lion I will be with you to the end of the age remember all of those things and then as you use the name of the Lord because he knows my name because he knows my name remember Psalm 91 said because he knows my name because you have an understanding of that name you can actually use the name to say in jesus name i believe eternal life is working in me in jesus name heaven is working in me in jesus name i'm healed in jesus name my mind is quickened in jesus name the life of god 
is quickening me. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. See, he said that this is, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. See, there's a sandwich there. The eternal life is sandwiched between the two sides of the name of Jesus. So I believe that it's like you have to get used to using the name constantly to enjoy the benefits of eternal life on the earth. You know, the name was not given for himself. Jesus did not do all of that stuff just for him, but for us. He thought about us and he said, I need to give you my name. I need to give you all that I stand for. And when you pray in the name of Jesus, you, you bring all that he stands for. You know, and you bring it to the Father in Jesus' name. Praise God. So when you say in Jesus' name, Jesus is standing right there. And everything he stands for comes into operation. Hallelujah. And these things are written to those who believe in the name of Jesus. So the believer has to become acquainted with this again and again. You need to read this a couple of times. You need to you know, get it into the thinking and just flow with it and realize on the throne of your spirit man is a life which rules the heavens, which rules all creation. It's our Father's nature, divine nature. You have fellowship with divine nature. It's all entwined with you. It's, it's all there. It's flowing in your veins. It's flowing through every cell of your body. It's bathing you inside. Hallelujah. The, the, the divine nature. Praise God. So it's, it's amazing. You know, praise God. And, uh, you know, awesome. I'm, I'm excited. I believe you are too. You know, I, I'm so glad. Praise God. Let's be thinking on these things. Now, before we had this lockdown and all, there was... Some things we will study um, from Second Peter, and uh, and I'm sorry, First Peter, chapter two, and we were reading along about submitting to the ordinances of man. You remember that? Yeah. Let me read that in verse thirteen. He says, First Peter two thirteen, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors. Unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Praise God. As free, verse 16 says, not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as servants of God. Honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God. Amen? Fear God, honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters, etc., etc. How many of you remember that? I'm sure you do. All right, so, you know, we, we thank God for all these authorities that are given to us. I believe God has put them in place because there was nobody else and those were the people and they were given those places of authority. And we have to submit ourselves to every ordinance of man. You know, praise God. But when it comes against the preaching and the teaching and the going out of the gospel, you know, you may not have to constantly be in submission here. 
Praise God. Now, we'll have to clarify that. You need to think about it then. And I'm glad, you know, we are sensible people. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 5. Look at verse 17. Remember, this is where the disciples have just begun. Tremendous works are happening. The man at the gate called Beautiful got healed. And sick folks are being brought. Verse 16 says... In Acts chapter 5, there came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folk and them which were vexed with unclean spirits. And notice, and they were healed, everyone. Wow. This is just like Jesus, isn't it? Everybody was healed. They were just bringing them, man, from all over. The city was just booming with the glory and the revelation of these things. People were getting, everyone was getting healed. Can you imagine that? That was some time, right? I believe that Peter was in the thick of that, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the main man there. And the church in Jerusalem was just just rising up. There were five, about 5,000 people by then, at least men, 5,000. And then the high priest, the religious hierarchy, and the rulers of that time were contrary to these things. Verse 17 says, Then the high priest rose up, and all they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles, and put them in the common prison. Now, you can see that religion is not thinking about the people. It's not thinking about getting people healed. It's not thinking about bringing anybody to normal sanity is just thinking about themselves, their reputation, their honor, and things like that. Their control, their dominion. That's all they're thinking about. And uh, that was how the government of the Jewish people also was at that time, sadly. You know, so the the Sanhedrin uh, was a combination of different types of rulers who were supposed to be knowledgeable of the things of God, the law, and so on. And still they were standing against this pure move of God. Amen? And so they grabbed the apostles and put them in the common prison. Their prison was uh, supposed to be a place where you, you do not judge cases after evening time. You know, according to their law. So they put you in hold and kind of pipe you down till the next day. But of course, Jesus was not given that benefit. They took him straight that day, gave him some kind of rubbish judgment and took him straight for punishment. That's religion for you. They, they bend when they want to. Anyway, here, because the people were so touched and multitudes were blessed and the move of God was so powerful, they're scared. Oops, what will the people say? So let's kind of handle this quietly, but we still have only one point. We want to finish this thing. We don't want the name of Jesus. We don't want the preaching to go out there. Amen? All right. Observe. Verse 19. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, Go, stand, and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you, are you seeing that? Shall we hear this in Canada, please? Let's see verse, um, yeah. From verse 16. 
ಜನಸಮೂಹವು ಸುತ್ತಮುತ್ತಲಿನ ಪಟ್ಟಣಗಳಿಂದ ರೋಗಿಗಳನ್ನು ಅಶುದ್ಧಾತ್ಮಗಳಿಂದ ಪೀಡಿಸಲ್ಪಟ್ಟವರನ್ನು ತೆಗೆದುಕೊಂಡು ಎರಸನಿಮಗೆ ಬಂದರು ಮತ್ತು ಅವರಲ್ಲಿ ಪ್ರತಿಯೊಬ್ಬನು ಗುಣ ಹೊಂದಿದನು ಆಗ ಮಹಾಯಾಜಕನು ಅವನೊಂದಿಗೆ ಇದ್ದ ಇದ್ದವರು ಇವರು ಸದ್ದುಕಾಯರ ಪಂಗಡಕ್ಕೆ ಸೇರಿದವರು ಕೋಪದಿಂದ ತುಂಬಿದವರಾಗಿ ಎದ್ದು ಅಪೋಸ್ತದರನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿದು ಅವರನ್ನು ಸಾಮಾನ್ಯ ಸೆರೆಯಲಿಟ್ಟರು ಆದರೆ ರಾತ್ರಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕರ್ತನ ದೂತನು ಸೆರೆಮನೆಯ ಬಾಗಿಲುಗಳನ್ನು ತೆರೆದು ಅವರನ್ನು ಹೊರಕ್ಕೆ ತಂದನು the angel of the lord himself came what does that mean government is there all that is there but this is what heaven wants and heaven is proving what is more important are you getting this what does he say verse 20 go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life see this teaching preaching that's what is most important Well thank God we can do this by media but I'm telling you if this were not available then we would have to do something else because God's government says no this word has to go out this word is more important and angels will come and open prison doors and angels will prove that heaven is behind and backing the word of God amen So my brother my sister get this you know thinking we we thank god that it has come to a situation like this but suppose there were no um you know media or whatever available we would have had to do something else and it may not have been nice so just imagine for a minute if they said you cannot teach you cannot preach in the name of jesus were we going to obey that absolutely not angels who have to come we have to be delivered from the mouth of the lion we have to be delivered from every evil work now if the earth is going to get worse things are going to get worse out there by the birth pangs increasing i don't know what's up next but the one who stood with paul will stand with you the one who delivered him from every evil work will deliver you and will deliver you out of the mouth of the lion and will make sure the teaching the preaching the call of god for your life is accomplished that you can wait for a glorious reception into the everlasting kingdom say amen that's how heaven thinks he said go thank god they're saved he said but you need to teach them go teach the word go teach them the word of this life verse 21 says and when they heard that they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught <laughs> so teaching has begun all right but the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of israel and sent to the prison to have them brought they have no idea that this is going on see they say go check in the prison let's get those guys but when the officers came and found them not in the prison they returned and told saying the prison truly found we shut with all safety and the keepers standing without before the doors but when we had opened we found no man within so they had locks and security guards everything when they opened there was nobody inside there now when the high priest 
and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of, of them what this would grow, whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Are you seeing that? Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. The high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us? Of course, Pilate had said that he washed his hands of that man's blood. And if you remember, they said, let his blood be upon us and on our children. And here they're saying, you're trying to bring this man's blood on us. Meanwhile, they've accepted the blood. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus whom you slew and hanged on the tree, him has God exalted with his right hand to be prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel, forgiveness of sin, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost. Not just we, but the Holy Ghost also, you see, whom God has given to them that obey him. In other words, they're saying, you guys don't have him. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the obedience to God. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to slay them. That's religion right there. Praise God. Then stood there up one of them in the council, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law. This was a man who Paul said in Acts 22, he said, I sat at the feet of Gamaliel and I learned. He was a good man. He knew the law. He was a spiritual man. Praise God. But I just wanted you to see here that this is the way religion and uh, sometimes leadership and all can go. And they may just want to throttle the name of Jesus and choke the word and choke the ministry, choke the preaching of the word. And that's a time when we have to say no. We're going with God and angels have to intervene and so on and so forth. Amen. Maybe we'll just hear a little bit of that in Canada and then... We'll have to pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So let's read there. Verse 25. Ago, Bandu, our ego, new serial patida manusharu. Devaradal Mintukondu, Janarige Bodhisattare in the Hedidanu. Praise God. So that's it. The angel came and brought them out. Amen. God will deliver you from every evil work, even the mouth of the lion. The God who stood with Paul, the God who did these works in the book of Acts, has not gone on a vacation. He's very much busy right now. He's alive. His life is on the inside. The name of Jesus has been given to us. And as long as our eyes are focused on getting what has to be done, to be done, I'm telling you, angels will come from heaven. Whatever power has to flow will flow. We just have to do what we have to do. Praise God. Are you out there with us today? Believing with us today? If you are, my brother, my sister, let's just worship him for a minute. Let's just thank him. Antelone mambre, efremanglo stefidino jiglepiticasta, 
Etalo do cropete ki profafali daramasuto koriente. We worship you, Father, that you decided that we are the ones chosen for this day, for this hour. For the teaching, the preaching, the healing, the works of Jesus to be done in this day, in this hour. No matter what we go through, whatever emotional challenges, whatever physical challenges, may we just have one motive, that your kingdom will come quickly, that the word will go out there, that the hand of the Lord will be stretched forth to heal, to do signs and wonders, the name of your holy child, Jesus, that we will do all that we're called to do, and we will live out the full number of our days, and that if you're coming sooner than that, We'll come home in glory, Lord. That our hearts will be on fire with the truth. That our hearts will be full of anticipation, expectation. Thinking on these things. How to fulfill this call and purpose. Oh, we worship you. We bless you. We praise you. We thank you. Anyone who has been in fear and guilt and burdened with any other thoughts. In Jesus' name, let mercy come. Overwhelm them right now. Let courage and strength come. The Lord who stood with Paul, stand with them right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Empower them right now. Quicken them right now. Deliver them right now in every situation. May each one of us use the name of Jesus. Access the life of God that's on the inside of us. Enjoy heaven on earth, Lord. If that life is in us, then health is our portion. If that life is in us, Wholeness and soundness is our portion. We have another life. We have a higher life. We have another nature. Our Father's nature. We give you praise right now. We give you thanks. There shall no evil befall us. No plague come near our dwelling place. Because we know your name, Lord Jesus. You're with us to deliver us and honor us. We worship you. Angels working with us right now. Hallelujah, Lord. And we will continue teaching preaching, healing in the mighty name of Jesus. Let bodies be healed in Jesus' name. Minds be freed in Jesus' name. Finances be turned around in Jesus' name. The earth yield in Jesus' name. Open doors in Jesus' name. The mercy of God overwhelm and overflow in the lives of your people in Jesus' name. Let there be mercy in our neighborhoods. Minister to our neighbors. Speak to their hearts, Father, in this time. We expect deliverance. We expect salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe you had a good time. These verses are worth going over. You could spend time during this moment that you have, these brief moments, reading these things, pondering on these things. Amen. If you like to... Give an offering now. Now is the time we're receiving the offerings in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the part we have in bringing your word into the nations. And as we give in Jesus' name, the devourers rebuked, the curse is broken, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. You will cause men to give the earth yield for us. Wealth of the nations, come to your people so that this work will go gloriously. That we will live out the full number of our days. We will come home in glory. Angels work with us. Young lions may suffer lack and hunger. But those who trust in you shall lack no good thing. In Jesus mighty name.
Hallelujah. We're going to use this as a point of contact if you want to give tithes or something, uh, some thanksgiving offering, whatever it is. Father, in Jesus' name, here mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. As I stand in your place, Lord, I thank you. The curse is over. In Jesus' name, the devourer cannot destroy. No, no, no. The work of their hands cannot destroy their seed, cannot destroy their work, cannot steal from them. There must be restoration in the name of Jesus. May they see in Jesus' name restoration and increase, open doors and favor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory. I thank God for those things we just thought about today. I believe you are blessed, and I look forward to hearing from you a testimony, prayer request, whatever it is. Please keep in touch. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brother Shara. Thank you, team. Brother Ruben, Brother Anup, and the gang. We're so grateful. Thank you so much. You're blessed. <laughs>